0: Hey there. Welcome back to the Living Joyful and Well podcast. My name is Jen. And today I want to talk about something that I've mentioned before, but I'd really like to talk about again and more in depth because I have super strong feelings and convictions about waiting until at least eighth grade when it comes to giving your kids a smartphone. So let's get to it. Hey there, welcome to the Living Joyful and Well podcast. My name is Jen Moss, and I believe as moms that we can do more than just survive motherhood. We can thrive and enjoy the day. Each week, I'll be sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and inspiration to help bring more positivity, optimism, well-being, and of course, a whole lot of joy into your life. Are you ready to up-level your thoughts and be who you wanna be? Let's dive in. happy mama. How is it going today? Here we are. Another week has gone by. How is that possible? Holy cow. Things are flying. October is almost over and here we are. So today I want to talk about something that I think about a lot because it's in our faces all the time, like literally in our faces all the time. Um, and I want to talk about smartphones and mostly I want us to talk about smartphones and giving them to our children. Um, because I have come across this group called wait until eighth. Um, and I came across it a few years ago and I'm totally on board with their thoughts about waiting until at least eighth grade to give your child a smartphone, um, and there's a lot of statistics that they have on their website and things like that. So I just kind of wanted to go through some of those things today and let you know why I feel the way that I feel. And I know it's not a popular opinion and I know kids would not be very happy with this. Mine already know my feelings. They're not super thrilled, but they know that I'm not wavering and that's the deal. So, <laughs> um, cause I was, I mean, the average child gets a smartphone at 10 years old, which is how old my daughter is right now. And on average, they're saying that they spend between six and nine hours a day on media. Um, childhood is a lot different than it was when I was a kid. You know, I was outside playing with my friends and doing sports and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's insane that our kids are spending that much time on media and, they say the statistics are showing that the negative impact of that much screen time is hitting kids really hard. Um, I know I watched the social dilemma a couple years ago and I think I might've talked about it on one of my past episodes, but it was, it terrified me and it made me really, really sad because of what these platforms are doing to us as a society. And, you know, it was geared towards teenagers as well as adults, but, um, I can only imagine what this is doing to our kids and their little brains that are still developing and, you know, they're still growing and they're not learning how to be social with one another if they've got these cell phones that have social media on them in their faces all the time. Um, You know, when I was a kid, I would go home after school and I would have a safe place to go because if kids were bothering me at school or somebody was being mean or whatever, I could go home and I didn't have to deal with it anymore. And now it's totally different because it follows them home. If they have a cell phone and they have whether or not it's text messages or social media or whatever. So I feel like, um, it's just, it's something that we have to discuss. A lot of people don't want to, a lot of people want to give in easily and I'm not judging anyone by any means. I am so not that type of person. Um, But I just think we need to be aware of what this is doing to our little kids. And, um, you know, there's research out there that says that the dependence on our smartphones produces some of the same addictive brain responses, such as like being addicted to alcohol, drugs or gambling or something like that. And I mean, how scary is that? You know, they're like little slot machines in your hand um, and in their pockets or whatever that are getting them to want more and more and more. And that's what, you know, when I watch the social dilemma, that's what they're saying is the tech industry intentionally designs these things to get you to want more and more and more. And, um, that's just, to me, that's scary. I mean, I see adults that are having problems with this, so I can I mean, just kids being addicted to stuff. I even see it with, you know, my kids, if they're on, um, their video games too long, or if they're playing Minecraft or, or, um, what's the other one that they play all the time? Um, Roblox or whatever. If I want them to get off, a lot of times they're ticked off at me because, you know, they want to keep doing it. So, um, anyway, and you know, elementary school and middle school years are when our kids are establishing that foundation for their academic success. And if they're constantly distracted by a smartphone, I think that is probably not the best thing going forward as far as their academics go. Um, there are studies that show that after a child gets a smartphone, the child's grades are likely to suffer. So, um, and that has, there's also studies that found that children who attend schools with smartphone bands, meaning they're not allowed to have smartphones did better on tests. And I know our middle school used to allow smell, smell phones, smartphones. I don't know if they still do. I need to find this out because my daughter goes to middle school next year, but They used to allow cell phones in the classroom because teachers wanted them to look things up on the internet or whatever, and they would allow them at lunchtime. And I was like appalled when I heard that because I thought, holy cow, lunchtime is when they should be like socializing with their friends and learning how to communicate with each other. And now they're sitting on cell phones or smartphones. So, yuck. So, anyways, um, you know, studies have also shown that the quality of sleep in children is affected by the use of smartphones, which just like adults, you know, um, they're saying that adolescents are likely to be restless because they anticipate receiving texts or social media messages from friends or whatever. And that can affect their nighttime routine and it can affect their sleep. And, you know, they might wake up in the middle of the night or whatever, but that's a disturbance in their, their childhood sleep patterns. So And, you know, that they say, the studies have shown that can affect their health, their, you know, like poor diet, obesity, immune system, which we really need to be working on boosting all of that up, especially nowadays, you know, with everything going on in the world. So, and mental health issues cannot be getting better by the use of cell phones. (laughs) So, um, and I can tell you that any parent that I've talked to has not been, Every parent I've talked to about if they've given their cell phone to, or they're um, given a smartphone to a kid younger than, you know, 14 or so, they regret giving that cell phone to them because it has just been a destruction of relationships and it's been very difficult to keep them off social media and it has not been a good thing. So again, I'm not, balking on anybody I'm not telling anybody you're doing the wrong thing or whatever but I just know the parents I've talked to that have done this that have children that are older than mine that are teenagers have regretted giving their kids cell phones with um, social media on them because it doesn't get better (laughs) Um, you know they're just not equipped to handle that social media you know Um, the likes the the follows though, whatever, they don't understand that. And they don't understand that that's basically you're viewing somebody's highlight reel on social media. And you think that, you know, that's their real life, which generally it's not. And then it also opens up to a heck of a lot more bullying because it's no longer limited to the playground or the locker room or the hallways at school or whatever they, you know, can really harm. Bullies can really harm kids through social media and text messages. Um, because it's in their faces all the time when they're at home. Um, and the studies are saying that the most common medium that's used for bullying is a phone. Now, um, nearly 43% of children have been bullied online and that makes me sick. Um, one in 10 victims will actually tell a parent that that is happening too. So how sad that our kids are suffering because, We've given them this device that, you know, should be, it could be a good thing, you know, for communicating and stuff, but it's become this thing where people are finding kids and harassing them and making them feel bad. It's also a place that they can view pornography, which yuck, you know, when they're little like that, you don't want them finding that, you know, they used to go find your, the parents magazines or whatever, and now it can be in their face. They can find it anywhere. So, um, you know, not only are they viewing it, but they're also creating it. I mean, I have friends that have told me that their daughters have gotten messages from boys saying, send me a a picture of you with nothing on or whatever. And it's like, what are you talking about? You know, sexting has become a thing. So anyway, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just another door for, you know, sexual predators to come after our kids that I think is, not something we need to open them up to. Um, and then the interesting thing too, is that most technology executives, even like the head of Facebook and stuff, um, or maybe, I don't know, he doesn't have kids. Um, what's his name? Zuckerberg or whatever. But I think that the executives that are in these companies, I remember in the social dilemma, they were saying that they don't even give their kids mm-hmm. smartphones before they're 14 years old, because they know what it does to, the, <laughs> to their brains. And you know, they're protecting their kids from the smartphone. So shouldn't we, Um, I don't know. And some parents wanted to wait even longer than eighth grade, longer than 14 years old. Um, But this organization wait until eighth, you know, found thought that that was a good either eighth grade was a good line in the sand that at least could help keep smartphones out of elementary school and most of middle school. So um, my kids kind of, I mean, I've said, eighth grade is when I'll even start thinking about it, but I'm more of the ninth grade and I'm going to definitely keep them off of social media until I don't know, maybe they're driving. (laughs) I don't even know, but, um, anyways, but there's some good news with this organization. There's, um, this awesome resource that can help us delay the smartphone and give our kids more time to be smartphone free and to not feel like they're doing this alone. But there's a thing called the wait until eighth pledge, um, and it's on waituntil8th.org, and it allows us as parents to sign something saying that we are not going to give our kids smartphones until at least eighth grade. And it just, it will, if we can band together with other parents and our kids can understand that they're not going to be the only ones left out there, you know, flying in the wind without a smartphone, um, you know, I just think it's it's something that we can do that's positive help our kids youth Um, and you know if there if there are people that need to get in contact with their kids there's watches that they have now where you can call on watches that don't have social media and um, with gps or whatever there's basic cell phones that you can get that avoid the distractions of a smartphone but you can still call someone and you can you know set them up so that they can only call certain people and you might want them to text message you might not want them to but I just think it's it's neat to have this pledge that you can have and other parents in your school can also sign. Um, I've been trying to tell people about it in our school district, and um, I know there's a couple that are in ours now, and the pledge becomes active, quote-unquote active, when 10 or more families from a grade at a single school sign this pledge, and um the organizers have designed the pledge this way so that you don't have to feel like, what if I'm the only parent that signs it in my kid's grade? And I'm kind of to the point where I don't really care because I figure this is just where I am. Um, But it certainly is nice to know that there are other parents that want to do this along with us. And the kids are going to feel better knowing that some of their friends aren't going to have these smartphones either. So um, it just takes the pressure off of every single person, if you can get more people, because then you have at least 10 families in your grade that are doing it. Um, and wait until eighth says that there's, you know, over 20,000 families that in all 50 States that are doing this and pledging to wait for, um, at least eighth grade to give their kids smartphones. So I love that. I just think that's neat. And, you know, they talk about too, what if you've already given your kid a cell phone, you know, it's, it's, we're parents and it's never too late to change our mind. Right. So um, we can tell our kids if you've already given your kid a cell phone or a um, smartphone, you know, that let them know that parents in their grade have decided that this isn't the best idea and that we've decided that we want to wait until eighth and, you know, talk about reasons that, you know, we're doing this. And, you know, again, you can take the cell phone, the smartphone down to just a basic cell phone. It doesn't have to have all the apps and everything on it. It can just have the calling feature and whatever. So, um, or you can trade it out. I mean, we're parents, we're supposed to be in charge, right? (laughs) And you know, if you're, if you, if you have a, you have two two kids and one of the kids got their cell phone before eighth grade, you can explain to the child that's coming up on eighth grade that we're just, we've made this chant, this decision that this is how it's going to be. And circumstances have changed. The community has changed and we've decided, you know, as parents in a community that we're going to do it this way. So we can always make change. Right. Um, so anyways, I know I, this is a big deal to me. It's important to me. So I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, because I feel like us as moms, we have to do the hard stuff anyways, right? (laughs) So why not, um, you know, do it together if we can. And this is a big deal that, you know, really affects our kids and their future. I think I have super strong convictions about our kids being exposed to things that are beyond their years. And I really a hundred percent believe that kids should be allowed to be kids as long as possible, where they're playing outdoors, talking to their friends, spending time with their families. And, as far as we know, smartphones aren't going anywhere anytime soon. So the longer we can delay them, the better in my opinion. So I think our kids really deserve a childhood. So, (laughs) so if you're interested, you can go to the wait until eighth pledge, um, or their website, which is wait until and you can sign it. And then you can talk to your fellow moms about it and see if you can rally your school to get on board with it. They've even talked about on their website, you can go to your PTA, or you can go to your, principle or whatever, if you're not wanting to go to that stage, you know, at least talk to your closer friends about, you know, talking about this and delaying it. So, um, it's not going to get any easier once you give the cell phone or the smartphone to your kids. So I think it'll be better if we can talk about this and we can, you know, work on this as a group of moms. So (laughs) So that's it. That's what I had today. Um, If you have any other suggestions or thoughts, if you've already done this already, um, if you think you will do it already, I would love to know because I would love to share your story and, you know, I don't have to use your name or kid's name or anything like that. But I think it'd be neat to know that there are other people out there that are doing this. Um, so if you want to send me a DM on Instagram, that would be great. Um, if you want to share this episode with anyone, any other moms or dads or whoever that you feel would benefit as well, I think that would be awesome. The more people that can get on board with this, the better off we're going to be and the better off our kids are going to be. So, um, Anyway, that's what I have to say about that. But I have a lot of fun things coming up. I've been conducting some interviews with some really cool moms. So I'm going to start having some interviews on here instead of just me talking to you. Um, So that's coming up in the future. It's going to be so fun. The future is bright mamas. There's awesome people out there that are just like, you know, all of us that are wanting to make the world a better place for our kids and, you know, wanting to go forward with optimism. So keep the faith mamas. We got this. And, um, so I hope you enjoyed this episode, please. If you can share it, um, subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. And I'm so thankful that you're here. I'm grateful for everyone who's listening. I thank you very much, mama. And I wish you great comfort, amazing health. And as my mantra always states, make sure you get out there and you enjoy the day. Thank you so much, friend. I'll see you again real soon. Take care. Bye-bye.